This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. If you want to stay in the know about everything that's happening in Portsmouth, from news to culture to food, of course sport and Pompey, take out an online subscription with the Portsmouth News website today at Portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Not only do you get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting, but with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app, you get all the Portsmouth you need. Our trial offer starts at just £1 a month for the first three months. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Will Rooney today I'm joined by Head of Sport Mark McMahon and Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen. A disjointed performance in the 1-0 defeat to Doncaster Rovers was followed up by a comfortable 2-0 victory over Gillingham. So the question is, why can't the Blues find any sort of consistency during the early stages of the League One season? John Marquez got himself a much-needed goal at Priestfield. Can he finally light the touch paper to his Fratton Park career after arriving for a big money fee last summer? And among calls that the players aren't playing for Kenny Jackett anymore, we take a look at why that wasn't the case against the Jills. All that and much more on this latest episode of Pompey Talk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk, fresh from a victory at the Priestfield Stadium. And joining us today, not 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 long after being at the Priestfield Stadium, is Neil Allen yeah. and Will Rooney. Lads, a good trip to Gillingham yesterday. You say fresh, we're not really that fresh because we uh, we got in after midnight and then we're straight away up at as early start this morning as ever. Back to the grindstone. Well, Will should be fresh. As ever. Will as should ever. be fresh. He spilled, spilled the hot coffee down his top there two minutes ago, so that's labelling uh, him up a wee bit. I'm sure, at the, not at the moment, but I'm sure football fans will appreciate that you go to these away games, there's always road closures on the way back. No matter where you are in the country always there just for midweek away games and obviously it delays your uh, your return home uh, sometimes it causes complete chaos you get taken to places you've never been to before never want to go to uh, in the middle of the dark and it's it's horrendous and uh, as ever that happened last night yeah. it's uh, Midweek great away games, dear me. Yes, I normally accompany you on those midweek away games, but at the minute I'm not, and I'm glad for that sole <laughs> reason that I'm not. I'm not there. Yeah. We all remember all the shot in the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> the, the aftermath was worse than the uh, the actual performance. That's yeah. saying something, isn't it? I've heard about how bad that yeah, game was is. as well. Oh dear. <laughs> And back to the matters at hand then, a 2-0 victory at Gillingham last night. Well, a very welcome victory it was indeed. Yeah, needed after Saturday against Doncaster, which I'm sure we'll discuss a little bit more because Pompey were disjointed going forward yet again and that's been a bit of a worry um, early on this season, particularly the amount of chances and goals to score from open play. But against Gillingham, far better, far more fluency. Um, to be honest with you, could have had... Four or five, John Marquez, Mr. Sitter in the second half, Jacobs, Harness as well. And defensively, Pompey were barely troubled throughout at, at Gillingham. McGilvery made one decent save to his right in the second half. It was Lee Brown who put him in the most trouble when he, he tried to knock back to his keeper and uh, had McGilvery scrambling to his left. Luckily, the header went just the wrong side of the post. So, yeah, a, a very welcome win, and I, I was delighted to, to be honest with you, to see 
Ryan Williams come back to the team to give. I think he gives Pompey so much. I know that people get on his back because he doesn't have enough end products. He maybe doesn't get enough goals, but I mean, it's just his pace down the right gives fullbacks a lot to think about. And when you're playing against someone like Connor Ogilvy, you obviously Pompey will link him in the summer, and he's quite a tackler himself. It, it nullifies that threat as well of being able to get forward. So yeah, big win for Pompey and uh, very well deserved. Could have been more than two 0 Neil, just picking up on something that Will said, he says defensively Pompey didn't really have that much to do, but yet you were on the phone to me last night praising Sean Ragged as if he had a world day. What's going on? He did, he headed everything away, cleared everything. Um, as Will correctly said as well, McGilvery had one save to make and that's because of the excellent defence. Uh, Gillingham, the only thing they offered was from set pieces, uh, particularly late on, but Pompey got headers on them, they got blocks on them, and they defended really, really well. I, I, I remember one time in the first half, uh, Raggett uh, won four headers in about a minute. He was absolutely superb. And I know, I know it's fashionable to have a go at Raggett and moan about him doing a failed scorpion kick, which incidentally didn't even lead to a goal. So I don't quite know the, the joke here a bit on that. But um, I know it's not, it's not the in thing to praise Raggett, but he played ever so well last night. The best he's played all season. Uh, say magnificent in the air, really, really was uh, against the Steve Evans side who, uh, who who can be like that, and uh, you've got to give the guy praise. Uh, I think to say he's an easy target. You know, I think we, we all forget about how well he played in the end last season, from probably about this time onwards. Really, uh, you've got uh, obviously Nicolaisen's here. People want to see him in the team, even though they've barely seen him play ever. Um, and Jack, it's sticking by the by, by a player who did well for him last year, uh, and he knows what he can do. So um, I say, uh, Raggett, we know Raggett's got limitations, and we know what he's good at and what he's not good at. But last night he he was he was excellent. He won everything in the air um, and did what was asked of him. Well, you mentioned yourself there, John Marquis. It was a night of firsts for both him and Michael Jacobs. Marquis's first league goal this season. And then Jacobs's first goal for the club, um, at a time when Pomp a lot of scrutiny on Pompey's forwards at the minute. How good was it then that two of the forwards scored and scored in open play as well? Yeah, it was massive, and I think especially for Marcus, his first league goal in eleven games. Because let's face it, since arriving for a big money fee, there's been pressure on him, and he hasn't hit the heights that a lot of people expected when he first arrived from Doncaster last season. Fourteen goals, only eight of them in the league. And this season, when he, when he started off ahead of Ellis Harrison, he didn't really do it. He didn't offer Pompey much for a focal point playing up there on his own. But with Harrison out, it was the pressure was on him to deliver. And he, he looked better playing with a partner in, in Marcus Harness. He looked like he could take up positions he perhaps hasn't been able to. And, you know, you've seen the, the first goal where there was three players crowding round one. One uh, Gillingham player, he'll win it back, and then he goes spins. Ryan Williams plays a lovely back heel to to Marquez, and he he has the defender on the back foot then, and is able to shift it and get the keeper back wrong footed as well to apply the finish. And then for the second goal as well, he, he held the ball up really well, and that's been a big criticism of me, and I think a lot of people he hasn't held the ball up as well as many would like to see. But the second goal, he just holds it up for for Harness, takes it down, one touch Harness sets Jacob free, and then. Jacobs gets into the box. It was quite fortunate the way the ball fell for him. It looked like he's overran it. But as well, Marcus, he, he, he busted the gut to get in the box as well. Uh, and 
prove a little bit of a decoy. So, yeah, great great to see Pompey score from open play because, you know, Neil discussed it early in the week and in his, in his match report, one, one goal from open play bar against Burton, it was, it was worrying in the league. You, you can't rely on goals pulling from set pieces all the time. We know Kenny Jackett likes to put a lot of emphasis on them. He says, what, 30, 35%? But you've got to, you've got to deliver, not over 60, 65%, haven't you? 70, 65%, sorry. And yeah, great great, um, great to see them both in the score. She can just say, Marcus should have scored there the second half. And Brian Williams does it up to him on a plate. Headed it wide. Jacobs missed one, Harness missed one. But yeah, if Pompey can keep that sort of attack and fluency going, then, then you know, I'm not saying Kenny Jack, Kenny Jack, Jacket detractors are going to come back, but slowly but surely, Pompey will start proving people that they can be promotion contenders this season. Neil, did they change the formation again last uh, last night to four four two? Um, this is quite um a reoccurrence at the moment when Jagger was so stoic and, and staying with four two three one over the previous three years in charge or two years whatever it is now, all of a sudden he's changing the formation. Is this? Is four four two something that we're going to see more often, or is he going to do it match by match? Yeah, I think he's realised the effectiveness of of harness in that role behind the striker, alongside the striker, um, and it's worked well the last last two um, league away games at least, isn't it? So it's trying to find out. We we've talked a lot about Cannon. Where do you put Cannon aside? He's better as conventional central midfielder. But Jacket normally doesn't operate that. Well, suddenly four four two, he has that, um, mm. and uh, so Harness is a key because he, he's a quality player. Harness isn't he? There's so much about him, and um, they, they, they've worked out he can play up there. Now, Harrison was a better fit than Marquis in that system, so we'll we'll see now. Uh, obviously, Harrison's out, Marquis is there now, and um, uh, they've got fond memories of it at Gillingham as well. He got eight goals during a loan spell there uh, a while ago, so. Uh, and it was a lovely finish from him as well, actually, cutting across the area, wasn't it? Using his left foot. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's a case of how to get the best out of him. But also, let's not forget, it's not all the manager's fault. The player also has to produce the goods himself, no matter what system, whether it suits him, whether it not suits him or whatever. It's down to the player to score goals and play well. Now, we know he'll give incredible effort. Marquis works for the team. He's a team player. player. Puts everything into it, doesn't it? Closing down everything, but he's not played well enough for Pompey, and that's not all down to the manager. Players also take responsibility for their own performances, and no doubt he does. But he's not been good enough for whatever reasons. Obviously, mixed reasons. Four four two. I suppose it, it will appeal to him more and perhaps get the best out of him because he's got someone alongside him that can help out. And 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 Harness is a quality player. And, and last night we saw that many times and I was actually surprised that Jacket brought him off so early uh, as he did but perhaps he thought he just needed something else but uh, he's going to be a big big player this year Harness for me yeah well Harness is clearly quality and we're seeing that this season although sporadically are you concerned though that Ronan Curtis was on the bench again last night and that he's not the sort of a go-to man for Pompey at this moment in time He's hit a little bit of a poor patch of form, hasn't he, again, like he did this time last season. Um, but when he come on, Curtis, up front for for Harness, even though he replaced Close for some bizarre reason. Didn't understand that at the time. But anyway, I'm not Close here. Uh, 
Cannon he came on for. <laughs> for some bizarre reason, Close came on for Harness anyway. Um, yeah, he, he offers a little bit of threat going forwards as well, Curtis. He offers a bit of a physical presence and a bit of pace as well, maybe a little bit more direct than Harness is up there. Harness tries to get in the tight pockets of space and uses low centre of gravity where we know that Curtis is more direct and likes to get at players and get shots off on goal. He has one where he cuts inside and it got blocked. I think Jay Hub's coming as a number 10, but now with the new system, Jack is probably thinking, I need to get him in my team because his face has been promoted three times from the division already. In terms of League One players, forward players, there can't be many better than Michael Jacobs. There really cannot be. And you've got to get Jacobs in the team. And he's played on the left for a lot of his career. I know that Jack has said that he played in the 10th at Wolves. But if you're going to be playing a 4-4-2 now, you've got to get Michael Jacobs in the team. That might mean Roland Curtis's game time is a little bit more limited. It might mean that he plays up front more because it was funny when, when Curtis first arrived, he considered himself a natural striker, which I thought was a bit funny, but Curtis always said that, so maybe it's it, it's time to see him as a natural striker as well and see how he gets on. But yeah, I wouldn't be concerned. Maybe if he just keeps coming off the bench, has those little 20, 30-minute cameos, builds his confidence up a little bit more, then we can, then he'll get back to the, the Roman Curtis that we know he that we know we can be. Neil, was last night, bear in mind the reaction from the Doncaster, the, the, the game, the fallout from it there, how sensible was it that Kenny Jack had picked up three points last night? I think it, it wasn't just the three points, it was the performance, because obviously Doncaster was poor. They weren't abysmal against Doncaster. I think what, what was really painful was the performance, the lack of a cutting edge. And we've seen it many times this season. We saw it last season when they were grinding out results, but they're not great to watch Pompey, are they? Um, and it, it was it was hard. It was painful on Saturday. Um, but they weren't abject. You know, They weren't under the cosh. They weren't going to look at the hammering. It was no um, it was no Accrington away from last season at all. Um, or Peterborough to an extent. But they were really, really poor. And we've seen enough of these poor performances this season to not convince us this is a promotion team. But we need to see a reaction, not just a win, how the players reacted. Are the players behind the manager? Do the players believe what the manager is preaching to them? Are these players good enough? Uh, have they got the heart for a fight? And we saw that last night. The players stood up superbly. There were a lot of really, really good performances. So Raggett's best performance of the season, Williams outstanding, for me, Naylor's best performance of the season. They're everywhere. So that was a player's reaction to a manager under pressure. And that says a lot. There was no downing of tools. There was no, right, oh, he's, he's tottering. Let's push him over the edge and not try. It wasn't like that at all. So to me, that showed that they are behind him still. It wasn't the performance of a team that wanted their manager gone at all. So you look at the, look at analyse the performance and not so much the result. Obviously, he needed the win desperately. He needed that win. He got some of the way next. If they'd lost yesterday and that one, suddenly he's lost three games in a row, hasn't he? Um, so for me, it was the, the team performance, really, which said a lot about Jack standing at his football club. Well, I think it was Ellis Harrison came out recently and said that Jacket has been taking the flag off the players in recent weeks since the start of the season and letting him bear the brunt of a lot of fans' frustration. Was last night the first indication that the players themselves are realising, you know what, it's not just the manager's fault here, it's our fault here. We need to be producing the goods on the pitch. 
Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, I think even going back to, say, when I listened to the BBC Soul and Fans Hall, and even John Marcus, to an extent, was saying, like, look, I haven't scored the goals after I take a little bit of responsibility for myself. So I think that players know that the manager, they respect the manager. I think what what's well well known is Kenny Jacket is very respected in football. Any manager you speak to always has respect for Jacket. They always they always say he sets up his team well, very good footballer man. I think pl- players understand that as well. You only have to look at his CV. Okay, at times things might be a little bit pragmatic. Things mightn't be as expansive as people want, but the players know that he can deliver, and he, he doesn't have big fallouts with many players at all. Okay, maybe he doesn't understand players' situations a lot. Maybe he's quite tunnel vision thinking results based. This is what I need for my team and. Sometimes players get left out on the cold in the cold, and that's frustrating. But any team, any any player that's not in the team is going to be frustrated. But I think you're right. Jacket's never come out and hung his players up to dry. He could do that sometimes if he if he feels that he could. But anything he he says, he's he, he never criticizes his player. I think the furthest I've ever really heard him criticize a player was in his first season when it was a, a loss to Northampton. See Matty Kennedy gone off for a drink and and he and Jacket weren't happy about that and he said it in his post match press conference. Apart from that, there's not a lot that that he really does criticise his players in the public eye and try and take the flack off them and, and and he knows the score like you know we seen him come in at Gillingham in the car park and you know he walked past us. I lad, you're alright. So he's doing. He understands that he knows the game. He knows he's going to come in for criticism and he knows in his ability. He believes in his own ability. He believes he can get this side up and. If 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 Porter were going to stick with him, then the players know that, that he can deliver. He's done it at Millwall, he's done it at Wolves, and you know another thing we were speaking about last night, Neil, is people calling it. You know, you, you brought it up. People call him a, a you know a dinosaur. He's not. You know, Lee Brown gets flack for for getting caught out against Doncaster, but people want to see attacking fullbacks in the modern day in the modern day game now. People want to see the, the fullbacks taking a risk. With seventy nine on seventy nine minutes, you, you want to see your full backs at home do that. So, I think the players understand. They know that that he wants to deliver for football club, and, and that he puts his, his heart and soul into the job. So, I think that you're right, Neil. That he shows a response on on Tuesday night. But now it's about those consistent performances and doing it on a weekly basis. Certainly, you can't go to Sunderland now and put in another. Lackluster display attacking wise, you've got to go up there and, and build on this now and put those four or five wins together and show that you can be a promotion team. Well, Sunderland are conceding, was it one goal in six league games? Um, so, obviously, an excellent record there, isn't it? And uh, Pompey need to break them down. The, the problem with, with Jacket's side, we've often seen again, is that it can be too mechanical, too controlled. Um, too defensive, not enough creativity or spark, isn't it? It's very rigid, um, effective, efficient, without a swagger, without style. Um, but then they were wonderful at Burton. And I keep reading how well they played second half. They did, but they also played really well first half at Burton. Mm. And Burton's got two deflected goals against the runner play. Um, and they were good again last night. So they are capable. They do have capable attacking players. Curtis, Williams, Harness, Jacobs, one attacking three. You've then got Marquis, you've got Harrison. They've got, like, uh, uh, but often they don't use that under jacket, do they? Because 
he sets them up not to use, to use that. And that's a frustrating thing. But, and I always say, go back to this, and I know people moan about it, he's got a 52% win record as Pompey manager. And it's not all about his cup games. In the league, he averages more than 47%. So he does win games, but the criticism of Jacket is it's a painful watch at times, a frustrating watch at times. Uh, it can be a little joyless, to be honest. But it's very effective. And last night was a good performance, uh, a good response from the players. And it's made us a bit more encouraged. And, and I would like to say this as well. They play more football this year and to an extent last year than they did with Ollie Hawkins in the team when it was an easy ball route one. So he has tried to play more football in recent times as well. Well, you clearly then think this whole jacket the dinosaur um sort of a label that a lot of fans on social media just have to point out are, are directing towards him is slightly unfair then i think he has nails right he has tried to adapt he has tried to adapt like lee brown you you probably say jack could say to him no just hold your ground and let the player in front of you go ahead and and express themselves you hold your position and if we get caught on the counter you're there to to mop up anything instead he's, he's telling his fullbacks to get at it Callum Johnson as well he's brought him back in as one of the most attacking fullbacks in the in the division at Accrington you know playing two up front whereas people people have would say that's an old school an old school formation but playing harness up there with Marquez it's a little bit different it's not your classic big man little man is it that you it's a full crouch that, that obviously Pompey fans are well accustomed to from from you know the Premier League days I, 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 yeah, for me, the only thing now is they just need to do it on a consistent basis because if you could, if you can perform like that against, like you did against Gillingham every game, fans are gonna wanna watch it. But if you perform like you did against Doncaster, against Wigan, against Shrewsbury, when it's mechanical and it's the same ideas going forwards every time, there's no. There's no inventiveness. Then people are gonna switch off. People, you need to vary it up. And I was encouraged. I was encouraged by the press and last night by, as I said, the first goal from Doncaster. Aggressive, more aggressive pressing going forwards. And you can hear Kenny Jacker telling players to squeeze up and go for it and put Gillingham under pressure. And that's what football is about now. At the end of the day, about pressing. How often do we see on when we, you know, Monday night football, etc. These Guardiola and Klopp teams, all they do is press, 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 and you can see the jacket wants his, his, his players to squeeze up and win the ball from from higher up, and that's how they that's how they scored the first goal. And if that's the way the you know jacket says, even to extent, I know we it was a, a stick to beat him with, but you know even to extent when he when he played Morris McGee and and uh, Morris McGee and sorry in the playoffs he's watched the, the Premier League football. He was trying to take into take into account what has he seen in the Premier League and thought right can this translate to League One. That's not old school football, is it? That's looking what works in the modern day and what working in the present and, and and trying to translate that to League One. So, no, he is quite pragmatic and there will be games when, don't get me wrong, there'll be some tough watches again this season, no doubt at all. But, yeah, to call him, to call him an old school sort of fossil dinosaur, I think it is a, a little bit harsh at times, to be honest with you. So, you know, you know the other day at, um, at South End, Pommy played a 3-4-3 and he also played the second half against MK Dons. And someone said to me on Twitter, oh, 3-4-3, Kenny Jacket finally come, being dragged, kicking and screaming into the 21st century of football tactics. Now, I remember Villa in the mid-1990s 
playing a 3-4-3. Gareth Southgate was one of the three. Um, They did that in Euro 96 with with the three centre-halves. It's not new. These are not new things. These are not 21st century ideas, three at the back. Um, People like managers aren't reinventing football. These these systems come in and out over time, don't they? For a long for for a long time, we've seen a four two three one, of course. Um, so it's called jacket of dinosaur getting with it. That's nonsense. We saw them twenty years ago. Some of these these ideas, obviously, they they they're operated with differently. Cook liked his fullbacks basically being wingers uh, in his four two three one, which is different to jackets. But the idea of three at the back and, and all these systems, they're not new. Not reinventing the wheel. This is not a modern phenomena of these systems we've never seen before. It's gone back 20 years. So, again, as I say, the stuff about Jacket being a dinosaur, some of the ideas are not new. And I know Pep comes in and refreshes things and changes things, as does Klopp. And we've seen uh, Sheffield United last year as well. They, they operated a different way of playing, didn't they? But on the whole, these are systems are very old, and we've seen them over the other years. Some of us who are old enough have seen them over the years anyway. But... Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's the thing. It's three five three four three is not new. Well, there's Sorry, been a little there, thing. You know, there's been there's already been some mentions on Twitter this morning saying, "Oh, it's all right, waxing lyrical about a two 0 victory away to Gillingham." It's these big games, i.e., Sunderland, and I think they've already mentioned about consistency. Mm. Fans have got a point then. There's no point in and us all being a wee bit upbeat about a game at Gillingham and then going to Sunderland mm-hmm. on Saturday or Northampton or Charlton who are Pompey's next games in the league and not actually building on that there like so I, I'm confident that Pompey can build on this here and start showing fans what they are actually all about <laughs> no we've got no idea who knows it's, it's hard, to, it's no hard to tell somebody asked me yesterday what do you think is going to happen to Gillingham and I, I had to admit I turned around and said I couldn't honestly tell you I don't know I don't know it's, I, I'm not being flippant but who knows with this jacket team that's what I mean. We don't know because we can't predict it. We didn't know what we were going to get yesterday. And that's the whole thing we'll mention about consistency. We, we don't know. They were brilliant at Burton. And since then, they had a defensive win over MK Dons and then couldn't create a chance against Doncaster. So it's really difficult, isn't it? Um, and then they played like they did last night. And that's the thing. that They need to be consistent um, to challenge. And Jack has shown that in the past. It, he's got nine wins in the row, club record. He's got eight wins in the row a couple of times as well. He is capable of going on winning runs. We, we know that. We've seen that. Uh, he's barely ever lost two league games in a row. Barely ever. I don't think he's lost any two league games in a row in the last 60-odd games or something like that. There's a stat going around. So, But you just don't know. And um, he, need, he needs to string some wins together because... It, the, the situation's toxic and uncomfortable at the moment, isn't it, with the football club? It's been an awful start with a very helpful fixture list. Mm. Before Doncaster, Pompey had played five of the bottom eight teams. That's not a hard start to the season. Don't give me that. That is a really good fixture list to start of the season. Now it's getting hard. Sunderland away. Charlton at home. Lincoln away. Lincoln are doing really well in the Mighty Now it's hard. Now we'll see how Pompey really are. They've basically failed the audition test for the easy part of the season. Now let's see how good they are. Well, we're very short of time, but do you expect Kenny Jacket to keep the same time, the same team, sorry, that played against Gillingham up at Sunderland? Or will he again be thinking tactics and, and, and changing around a wee bit? Uh, 
Yeah, I'd be surprised to be honest with you. I think that's where Jacka went wrong against Burton last time when he changed and he dropped Ryan Williams and brought Curtis back in onto the right. That was very surprising. I think, look, you've got the formula there. Players have got the confidence. Doesn't seem any seem any any reason to change it. To be honest with you, at all. Right. Okay then. Well, again, lads, thank you so much for your time. Time has quickly caught up on us again. Um, I know you just need to get back to some beauty sleep after a late night trip back from Gillingham. But don't forget, we still need stories on the way. We still need <laughs> stories in the paper. So if you do have a wee powering up, make sure you get your work done. <laughs> thank you all for thank your... Thank you, Gaffer. Thank you all for your con- contributions today. And thank you all for watching and listening. We'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for just £1 a month for the first three months for everything you need to know about Portsmouth and more.